when everybody's in one direction, magical things happen. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, so this is our hashtag one team episode. Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss what they're learning at the moment and how it applies to you. Here we go. Welcome to the Flip My Fall podcast, and I'm here with Brian Brown. You must have heard about Brian in uh, some of the previous podcasts, and he's the chief product officer at Terminus, but he has been an entrepreneur through and through for the last like 15, 20 years. Someone who claims and to fame uh, invented like lead scoring, like in the early <laughs> 2000, right? And I'll always remember that and with, when you founded WeTrends. But today we're going to talk about a very important topic, something that people think about every day, uh, want to be part of. Uh, when they're not part of something like that, they feel like, well, wait a minute, is my job important enough if I'm not part of this thing? Or even to, even I can take it further and say, if they do not understand this thing that we're about to go talk, they feel they're lost, right? So what is that thing? (laughs) What is that thing, Brian? Uh, Tell me, what do you think what that is? It's strategy. Yeah. Everywhere I've ever worked, everyone always wants to be part of the strategy, right? They want to like make the strategy or... They want to feel like they're doing something that is strategic, right? Yep. And I think, you know, that makes sense, right? We want to have successful businesses and we all know that like it's a strategy that that helps you win. Yeah. And everybody gets aligned around it, right? So this whole conversation started with like, you know, Brian and I just talking about this quote. And this quote is the single kind of, hopefully this podcast is all about not only figuring out what strategy really means, but Brian is also going to walk through a framework of three things that he has learned and something that I've also kind of learned in the last few years of what strategy really means and how to think about if you're thinking about the strategy the right way. So this podcast is going to be for anyone who cares and really wants to be a big part of strategy. And and let's talk about the quote. Uh, Brown, what, what's the quote and why is that an interesting quote? So when I was in business school, uh, I remember clearly the day I heard this quote because yeah. it stuck with me. It was so intense. And, and the quote is, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yep. Peter Drucker. Yep. He's the man. Yeah. Right? And so, like, if you think about that, you know, like, you could have the best set plan and just you you know exactly how to win in the market but if you can't align your team and your resources you know the things people do every day yeah if they don't want to do what what the strategy and uh, the leaders have come up with they win every time culture wins culture wins and that's it is so important dude like i think people start to recognize that if they understand the strategy and if it's clear like all of a sudden everybody understands where they're going and when everybody's in one direction magical things happen so i let's let's take a step back and and just examine like why strategy like why strategy is so important yeah i think Probably the place, you know, like most people get tripped on actually what is a strategy. All right. So, you know, you've probably heard companies say things like, you know, we need to grow by 50% this year or 100% if your term is right. Yeah. You know, that's not a strategy. That's like a goal. Right. And and the goal is lined up to some mission, right? So yeah. people, you know, most companies have a clear stated mission. They have a purpose. They're yeah. like, they're, they're waking up every day to go do something. They're like, we want to achieve this thing. And I think in most organizations, the people throughout the company would confuse those goals, that mission, their purpose with strategy. 
And so like if, you know, uh, we want to improve customer retention. Yeah. You know, that's not a strategy. That's right. a, that's a goal. That's a target. So strategy is really how, right? So if you take this mission a company has and you take the objectives the company's trying to achieve, you know, think about your own company. What are the things your your company has asked each business unit to achieve to line up and do that year? Then you ask the question, how? How do we actually yeah. do those things? And that's strategy. Strategy is supposed to answer the question of how. That's a big idea, man. Because a lot of times, even I, and I've done this myself, was like I would say, man, we got to be an X million dollar company by the next year, right? I mean, that's the like, and that is the goal. But I'll also get confused sometimes with like maybe the goal is the strategy, right? And somehow the strategy would come up with it, and then you look around people and they're like. Well, we don't know how we're going to get there. So what are you talking yep, about? Yep. So, so you're kind of distilling it down and saying that, okay, well, it's awesome and it's really important to have a mission and vision, and which is the why, and the goal, which is the what. And what you really are missing in between that why and the what is the how. And until a team comes together and figure out what the strategy is, it's really, really hard for people to, to kind of get along with it. Yeah, so true. And I think you and I both experienced this. Yeah. We've been in small companies. We've been in huge companies, right? Yeah. You know, first of all, I think most companies struggle to actually set a, 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 real, a real strategy, right? They, right? It's hard to come up with strategy. It's hard to do that thought work. Everyone's so busy and, you yeah. know, we just sort of like start making moves. But the problem is, is when we, when we make choices in isolation of each other, they don't always add up, yeah, right? And so you might be making progress in one area, but not in the other areas. And to, to, to actually achieve your mission, you need to succeed in multiple ways, right? And so yeah, that, that. that alignment is critical. All right, so let's talk about the three kind of framework, right? I mean, I think we were doing this whiteboard right before <laughs> we started to hit the record in the podcast. And and if you know anything about Brian and I, we live on whiteboards. We do everything on whiteboard. I think we think on whiteboard. Do do you have, do you have a whiteboard at your place? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. same thing, right? I have a big whiteboard I, in my basement. Yeah, I mean, it, I had a 12-foot whiteboard <laughs> at one point, and my wife was like, yeah, we got to get rid of that thing. <laughs> so yeah. we, we downsized. Downsized <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, mine is kind of hidden between the two walls and in a closet space right now and whenever I have these thoughts or ideas I'll take it out at like 1 a.m. in the morning uh, and so yeah. does my seven-year-old son anyway we digress coming back to the framework it's really how like how do we come to this what are the three things that you have been thinking about are super important for people if somebody says yes I want to be part of the strategic conversation I want to understand if we have a strategy what do they need to ask what questions do they need to ask and how would they go about it yeah so you know, there's a lot of tools, a lot of things people have used over the years to sort of, you know, come digest and, and come up with a strategy. But for me, it's it's really simple. It starts with where are you going to compete? Like, what sure. is this space that you can that you want to play in to achieve your mission? Right. And so it's like the customers you're going to go after. Mm -hmm. So you think of, idea, you know, ICP, your ideal customer. You think about like the technologies, like what product category you know, like take take an industry or take a product and then sort of say, like, what are the things around that product? You know, what are the adjacent spaces? How, what do we think about those spaces? And you start to, like, project your company in the world around you and, and you start to think about, like, exactly where you're going to play. And yeah. it, it's also geographies, you know, so there's like, you know, it's really important to hone that in because otherwise you'll have a company that's trying to go down market and up market at yeah. the same time. Right. Same, yeah. You'll have a business leader who says, well, we could lower the price and sell more down market. And you'll have other people who are building product to go up market, yeah. right? 
And so you've got to lock in on that. I think that's a really good point. Like I think a case in point, you think about a company like HubSpot, right? They made a decision that they're always going to be an SMB. That's kind of their play. They have enterprise, mid-market enterprise companies, but as an organization, they decided that nobody else could offer the wealth of product suite that they have. So they dominated the SMB. But if they wouldn't have made that decision, they would have kind of fumbled around. So yeah. answering that and, first question yeah, is super Yeah, and, and HubSpot's a great example because by achieving their first goal, which yeah. was marketing automation for, for the SMB, right? right? And the inbound, sort of the inbound capability combined with marketing automation, right? Yeah. They started with inbound, they grew into the category space of marketing automation, and that then gave them the license yeah. within that same space of SMB to add CRM. I love that. Right? Now, yeah. if they would have tried to like go up market, they might not have ever been able to add CRM. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? So like all those choices, they were very you know, clear and focused, and they probably didn't know from the beginning that those would be the path they'd take. So you just start with one thing, and once yeah. you win, you have an opportunity to kind of expand out. Start with one thing. All right, so that's the the where. Where, where do you compete? What's the second one? All right, so this one is probably the one most people focus on. It's basically how do you differentiate? How do you win, right? Like, yeah. what makes you better than the other 10 companies that are trying to do the same thing you're doing, right? Yeah. And this is really where companies have to take a hard look at themselves and say, like, what is our advantage? Yeah. What thing do we have? And it doesn't have to always be technology. I think most people think, well, I built this thing, so yeah. like that's the thing. Right? Or here's the feature that we're about to launch. Like That yeah. would be the next biggest thing, but yeah, that right. may not always be the case. Right, and so I, I typically say, you know, think about what you're trying to do in your marketplace. What are your customers asking for? What are your competitors doing? And then you start asking your questions like, do we, is there a certain set of functionality? Yep. Is it more about the experience, the ease of use? Or maybe it's about being able to be customized, right? Mm -hmm. So if you had a product that was really rich and yeah. deep and could be customized, right? It might be smarter for you to take that core competency up market yeah. where those buyers would value that flexibility more than down market, right? right. And, but you see companies all the time make choices that are contradictory to their core capabilities. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, you've got to figure out the way you'll be different. Now, it also could be your selling team. Yeah. You might have a, an incredible team who can sell based on their experience or based on some market factor. They're just really good at penetrating and selling. It may be your go-to-market. Like Good. ABM is a yeah. fantastic example of, yeah. you know, you might have, you know, a company that because they do ABM, they can start differentiating themselves in right. the market. So you position yourself differently. You get in uh, to the buyers earlier, yep. right? So there's all sorts of ways that a company can differentiate. It doesn't always have to be all about the product. But, you know, in a SaaS company, yeah, you, know, you got to have a great product. <laughs> you got to have a great product. I, to that point, like in another example to kind of get people kind of thinking about this idea is Exact Target, right? Exact Target was acquired by Salesforce. And I was uh, with Scott Dorsey, who was the CEO of Exact Target a couple of weeks ago in Indy. And their whole differentiation, and then they did that as part of their IPO and all the stuff that they had to kind of write down, was culture. And the culture was orange. They yeah. had that in their IPO. Like they had documented like, hey, what is your, you have to write those things down. And they said their biggest differentiating was their people. Yeah. And the people was through their culture and the culture was orange, which meant, which meant vibrant and loving and helpful and all those things. So to your point as a SaaS company, people also need to think about product, but you may be missing to your point, like, you know, is it your go-to-market strategy? Is it all that stuff? And Tim Kopp, who's the CMO of Exact Target, he said that was his kind of greatest challenge. He's like, wait a minute, how do I tell the world that our greatest differentiator people, 
right? Like everybody would say that, like, how do we do that? But when they ask the customers over and over again, they came back to say that, hey, you really, we love your product. We love everything you do. But what we love the most is your people. So they had to settle and understand that that was, and they had to take it to the next level. So figuring out could be a very, very hard task of what, how do you differentiate? But you have to your point, Brian, you got to ask your customers, you got to ask your people and, and see what really is the biggest differentiator. Yeah, I love that. I love that. All right. So we went through the two, which is where to compete and how do you differentiate? What's the third one? I mean, the first one's all about making money, right? Yeah. Like, how does your business succeed? Like, what is the growth model that allows you to make these investments that will then produce reoccurring revenue and yeah. allow you to grow into the future? And so, like, when I think about this, it's really, you know, the company has to have, you know, when you think about the companies you're going to go out, the customers you're going to go after and land, can you actually drive a profitable business on those customers, right? And so again, like, do you have a product they are willing to buy? Yeah. Right. And I think people sort of forget the fact that you have to work hard to improve willingness to buy and increase someone's, you know, how much are they willing to pay for your product, right? Right. Like you can't just raise prices because you feel like raising prices. And in most, you know, in in any competitive space, price ultimately gets compressed. Right. Right. And so if if you're kind of at the commodity level, if you're selling commodity, like that's what's going to happen. So you got to really, really start differentiating. As soon as there's, you know, 10 companies doing the same exact thing, providing the same value and, and the market can't differentiate, price goes down. Right. And so you have to really think like, how do we create a model where people will continually want to pay us more. Yeah. And that's, when you look at the great companies around the world, those are the companies, right? Salesforce.com is a yeah. beautiful example, right? You know, you get to the point where you're, you're adding more features, yeah. but every time a, a new employee joins the company, you got to turn on a license. <laughs> that is an incredible right? example, right? You know, yeah. They're constantly paying you more and more. And people are willing to pay more money because they want that license. Yeah. HubSpot's another good example, right? We talked about them expanding into CRM. So yeah. You're offering more value and you're packaging it up. And so, you know, I think, you know, anyone who sort of wears the product hat in a company, they really have to think hard about, am I building building things that will create additional value, right? Yeah. And can I capture that value in the form of someone's willing to pay for it? Yeah. And that's, that's incredible. Like, you have to do that. So you could have a great strategy in terms of we're going to go compete over here and we can beat all these people, but, like, it may not make the business enough money. And so you have to be thinking about these three things all the time. Awesome, man. This is great. So let's recap some of these things. This is really cool, man. We should do a lot of this. <laughs> uh, so first of all, let's start with the quote, like culture eats strategy for breakfast from Peter Drucker. I think that's, that's something for people to really think about, like why is it important and from a culture perspective, right? Second is when you think about what is strategy, what's very interesting based on what Brian, you and I just talked about is what's also really, really important to figure out what strategy is not. Yeah. Right. So because a lot of people would say everything is a strategy. Well, no, no, no. You, maybe you need to have some ground rules and say, well, this is a strategy. This is not. And figuring out what not to do could be more important than to figure out what to do. So I, I think we're in line with that. And the three things I love this framework, uh, by the way, this is this is pretty awesome. So the three things we talked about was where to compete when you think about a strategy. So if you have a strategy document or somebody wants to wear a strategy hat, if you're in marketing sales, it doesn't really matter. If you want to do strategy of how do you sell better and things, here's, here are the three things, right? One is where do you compete? Get that very clear and make sure that you're communicating that and make sure you have buy-in on that one. That seems to be a really, really big thing. Second, how do you differentiate? 
If you do not know, how do you differentiate? Spend the time with your customers, spend this time with your investors, your employees. They will help you figure out how do you differentiate. And having a crystallized single sentence of like, how do you differentiate? is going to be really, really important for everybody to be on the same page. And the third part, which is really kind of figuring out, is there a way for your product to go from a product kind of thing or just one thing to a platform? And there are great examples like Salesforce and HubSpot and Exact Target that we all talked about in this podcast, where if you have the right process, especially if you're able to answer the first two things, where to compete and how to differentiate, you will be able to expand beyond the existing footprint. So don't worry about that right off the bat. Start worrying about, do you know where to compete and how to differentiate? Did that summarize all right? You got it. That's it. Uh, that's awesome. So, all right, this was the strategy uh, part of it. So, if you have any questions, comments, let us uh, let us know. Give us a five star review so I can get Brian back on the podcast. And uh, we're gonna bring comments and and topics like this all the time that we are talking about every day here at Terminus. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, Sangram. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.